Now, in my experience, growth usually comes from a source of pain or discomfort, which pushes you to try something new or interrupt an old behavior simply because you come to realize that the pain of remaining the same, of remaining who you are and where you are, is far greater than the discomfort it's going to take for you to change and try something new. My intention for this show is to inspire growth within you. So if you want to familiarize yourself with the journey many have taken to drastically change their lives, this is the place to be. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grow With Moin podcast. I am your host, Moin Zafar, and today we have with us Ramneet Barar. She is a senior tax consultant at KPMG. She's also a speaker who's taken on the responsibility of uh, being the voice of international students on LinkedIn. Ramneet, thank you so much for being with us here today and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, and I am so excited to talk today. Oh yeah, no problem. You're welcome. Was that a fair introduction? Did I leave anything out? Ah, uh, that was a very fair introduction. I feel like I've always been just introduced, you know, to my company and my title there. Mm-hmm. So having to have attached like the LinkedIn stuff in there and everything kind of feels like, you know, I'm expanding my horizons. So it feels good. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely expanding. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. So let's talk about your experience as an international student in Canada. When did you start? And did you always know that you wanted to be an accountant at a specific company? Or did that come about uh, as the years progressed? Um, yeah, so I uh, moved to Canada almost four years ago. So it was in fall 2015 when I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't a very planned uh, move. I would say I had my sister here. So my parents sort of, you know, when I was uh, graduating from high school, they sort of like started pushing the idea of like, oh, your sister's in Canada. Maybe you can, you know, think about that. And I was just like, yeah, okay, it seems like a place where there's a lot of opportunities. And I just kind of like went along with it. I never really thought I would end up in Canada, but uh, I wanted to always be in India and like, you know, go to like an Ivy League and do like an MBA and like those sort of were my plans. But my parents were just like, you know, this is much safer opportunity for you to, and you know, have a brighter future Mm -hmm. so that's how I sort of I think it was like a family decision and I ended up being in Canada Uh, when thinking about accounting uh, in India because it's different from how it is here in India we have to choose between commerce or science in like grade 10 and I always knew I'm not a science person like I sucked at physics and chemistry so I'm like okay I'm just gonna do commerce then and then when I was choosing uh, my program in Canada in between accounting and finance, I, I was just like accounting kind of appealed to me more because out of all the subjects I did in commerce, accounting was my strongest subject. So that's just how I found a program in George Brown. It had co-op. So I was like, okay, let's go with it and see how, you know, what I feel like. You know, I was 17. I didn't really had a bigger picture in head. I was just like, okay, this subject is good for me and I can do it. Wow. <laughs> I know. Like, how do you expect a 17-year-old to like decide, right? Especially when it comes to college. Like, what do you want to do in your life? I know. I totally agree with that. And that's, I have a similar story for when I came to Canada. 
I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was sent with the help and the hopes of my parents as well. (laughs) So I already resonate with your story a lot. (laughs) Yeah, like I feel like uh, for me, my... I was in a bubble, like my foresight was just so limited and I only knew what was told or like, you know, what my parents knew, what my sister knew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after when I came to George Brown, uh, I think one decision that I made a good choice with was choosing George Brown because my sister was already here. So she kind of had an idea of how colleges work. So she's like, oh, George Brown is in downtown. So, you know, you would be exposed to like more canadian people and like you know living that busy downtown life so mm. it's a better opportunity land so yeah george brown was just like filled with so many people of different diversities i've never seen that many like people in one place that like, we had asian brazilian mexican <laughs> you name it like we had all the ethnicities in one campus so uh and then sort of coming back to how accounting came in places like i was looking for a co-op And then I had one of my friends who was in the same program and she was just applying at places. So KPMG's co-op came up in place and she was applying there and she told me, you know, a little bit because I wasn't from Canada. So I didn't really have an idea of the big four and like what are the bigger accounting firms you got to aim for. So she was a Canadian. So she kind of gave me like a picture of what these companies are. And I was like, oh, KPMG is a big deal then. So then I sort of applied for my co-op. I got an interview and I I got selected and I got my job. So I started as a co-op and I think that was sort of when I actually did hands-on and actually kind of found out that accounting in itself is so wide. Like, again, you know, you're so <laughs> naive. I was 20 at that time. So I was like, damn, like I didn't, I just thought accounting is accounting. I didn't even know there's like a whole like, you know, can of worms. And then I just started in tax and I liked it. So I stuck with it. And I just feel like as years have passed by, I've gotten a better idea of like what different sort of things are. And like, I have been able to sort of create my place or where I want to be. But it was a long, long journey. It was a long journey of a lot of awakening questions and just... (laughs) Uh, very overwhelming for sure but I'm thankful that everything I feel like sort of fell in place Mm -hmm. and it could have gone otherwise but I I just ended up being lucky and that the opportunities I got fallen like fell in places with what I wanted it to be uh, and then yeah luck is uh, you know a, a good part of it as well but um like you mentioned you already had your sister here who sort of guided you what college to choose from. And so you had like a system of support here, which is really great. Oh, definitely. And then then a friend in college who sort of uh, talked to you about uh, KPMG and told them about their program and then you applied. So I think a good takeaway from this is that to always be, um, you know, talking to people about your goals and visions and always leaning in for support. Um, But obviously making the decision at the end by yourself. So coming here as an international student into a brand new country, what were some of the uh, major challenges that you face apart from, you know, choosing a major and settling on a career? I think everything. Like I, I was so young when I came here and I came from such a, such a like how, how should I explain it like such a sheltered place right like mm-hmm. I had my parents I grew up in like we never even moved like when I was in India 
like the place I grew up in, I was there for 17 years, wow. same high school, same sort of people. My parents were there. So I was like, I had a structure. I had a, like, I had a base. I knew what I was there. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved here, you know, everything from just even making my breakfast to washing my clothes, I've never done any of that thing. Exactly. Same like, here. <laughs> I didn't even ever took out my lunchbox from my bag. Like I was taken care of kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything was taken care of. I did not know what are the prices of any of the things that come in my house. Like I just selected things and it was paid for. So I had no idea. So and everything from coming here to buying all the basics like my food and the bread and the eggs to doing my own work and then to start earning like I started my first job within the first month of moving in Canada so like I sort of went from being in high school to starting to work to being in college with as I said all these ethnicities of people and I didn't really like I was never exposed to that many like different sorts of ethnicities before so I had yep. to figure out how to connect with them. Like, what do I talk to them about? Like, you know, because I was, I only knew what I did in India. Like, I don't know how things work out here. I, yeah, I was so blessed that I had my sister here who kind of, you know, uh, broke the ice for me and kind of explained to me of like how to connect with those people. But then when I was there, I was alone. So I mm-hmm. think everything from commuting to home alone I was like I remember my first day in downtown alone and I was lost I was lost for two hours and almost (laughs) I was like sitting in this Tim Hortons almost about to cry because I just didn't know where to go so yeah I think that was one of the biggest thing to just be by myself and kind of I kind of built that structure again, build my mm-hmm. friends again. And making friends as an adult is really hard as making friends as a kid because, you know, being adults, everybody was sort of, I felt like whoever was in the college was already set in their structures. So then I had to sort of make my place in some of the people's life. Yeah, so, and I love what you said about, you know, commuting and doing your laundry and buying your fruit because these are the things that you don't really think about that you would have to do over there. You're just focused on the studies. Yeah. And I remember it was the same for me and I actually didn't really think about it until I was just actually here and I was like, oh, I have to do these things for myself now. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I, I think from everything that I'm waking up next day and making my bed because I never even did that. I was just like, (laughs) if I don't make this bed, it's going to be like this forever, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's, I think it's a very overwhelming experience, especially as an international student, you know, when you're sort of just like changing bases, like Mm -hmm. from Pakistan. So, you know, like our zones there, like our life there is just completely different than what it is here. Yeah. You know, and I feel like if you're grown up enough and then you move, you sort of have an idea of the world right? Like when Mm -hmm. we as teenagers, like we are already so protected. And then you are sort of not only moving and getting unprotected, but you're also in that biological phase of life when you're sort of figuring out, you know, developing your habits and developing your personality and kind of just like figuring out who you are. So Mm -hmm. doing that on the top of also figuring out where you live, I think it's just it's an experience which could go so many ways 
and it's just only with the right guidance that or with time that you could figure out like what you exactly are uh, you touched on some great points here and it, these are challenges that not just you or me face but a lot of international students who come to canada from different cultures they also uh, face similar challenges and it can be overwhelming for a lot of people and not everybody has you know a, a system of support like me i had we had some family friends here who helped us a little bit in the beginning and then i came here with my brother oh that's and, good yeah and uh, and i like your being lost story cuz uh, i was lost too on campus i went to york and i remember <laughs> for my first class which was at 7 a.m. Yeah. I was looking for it for 2 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a 3-hour class and eventually uh I made it mm-hmm. for the last hour but that that was you know that was hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I have I think my first week of college I missed almost all my classes cuz I just couldn't <laughs> find them cuz all the classes are in different rooms. I'm like what is happening in India in high schools we are just in one classroom and everything happens there like we do not move. so mm-hmm. it's just yeah i was just like i i missed so many classes and then i sort of figure out and my campus wasn't even that big so i can only imagine your campus oh yeah york is a like, huge campus it is a huge campus <laughs> yeah so then at one point did you sort of discover that you uh, wanted to talk about the challenges that you faced yourself and sort of br- bring it to light with other international students like we just talked about that a lot of people face these challenges and not a lot of people are informed on how to sort of navigate in this new country without a lot of connections first of all what what inspires you to uh, sort of take on this role of being the voice of international students and how do you go about just starting that cuz to be a content creator it requires you to have some amount of courage to put yourself out there first and it does require you know like you said an awakening or asking questions to yourself about what you really want to do what you inspires you So I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. So what inspired that and uh, how did you actually get around to, you know, creating videos on LinkedIn and speaking at events that you organize? So to give a little back story, I think mm-hmm. when uh when I was in my second semester, that was when um I had to start looking for a co-op. And at that point, uh you know, I was still just 4 months in in Canada. So I was still very fresh trying to like adjust to the whole life. And then when I started the job search process, I was again so uninformed. Like I did not actually know, you know, how this whole thing works. So from everything to making my resume for the first time to even coming across interviews and what they ask in an interview and how you're supposed to dress and how you're supposed to sit like mm-hmm. I'd never seen any of that so I went through my fair struggle like I would say for four months I applied I would say more than 100 jobs but because wow. I I only knew online like I just knew that there's indeed where there's jobs and you mm-hmm. apply there I was not I had no idea of anything like networking or you know going through your references like i had no idea of all that thing because i was just not aware of it so all i was aware of that was taught in our co-op introduction class that we had a that we had a job portal with gbc and we had indeed so that's where you apply so i was just like i had this one resume i never even made it anybody proofread it and i just uploaded that on indeed and i was just keep getting apply like i wasn't filtering my jobs or anything for months i didn't get any job 
and then I was just like yo this is really hard and then you meet all these international students who so first of all like I think with international students co-op programs are not very popular because people come in with the mindset of finishing your school as soon as possible and then just moving into whatever job you get to get your PR so mm-hmm. I was only coming across those sort of international students uh, who were just like, you know, why do you have a co-op? Just drop it, you know, just finish your program and then just get to your graduation, focus on your PR. And they, everybody told me the same thing. You know, you do not get jobs in Canada. We are only supposed to do that, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, like and PR, you, by uh, the way, for those who don't know, it's permanent residency, not public relations. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I always say PR, then people are like, oh, PR. I'm like, yeah, okay, a permanent residency of Canada. So that's like the focus of all international students. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say most. Okay, now I'm not going to say all because I've most. come across the right sort of people as well now. But mm-hmm. at that time, the people I was like surrounded by were telling me the same thing. I had a few relatives here who were telling me the same thing. And I was just at one point thinking, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm wasting my time. And it was only by the end of that semester when I uh, met this girl. She's now my best friend. Her name is Christina. She uh, was a Canadian and she was so focused on like finding her co-op. And she was already working in a IT firm part-time. And so she was already in mid-hustle. So only when I started hanging out with her, she kind of introduced me to networking. But still, you know, something wasn't working right. And then I had a course, which was just like this general selective course. Like it wasn't even for accounting. It was this HR career course. And I met this professor there who was the life changer of my life. His name was Jim. And he had been in the industry for like 35 years. He was an HR professional. And he helped me make a resume according to the industry when he saw my resume he was like this is a piece of crap he's like who helped you make this I'm like nobody told me this and then he's like okay so he helped me make a resume he told me all about you know the online search engines and how they search through our resumes and if I don't get a hit I'm not even like going for an interview so he explained me all the jays and I used his guidance I applied for two no I applied for three jobs in that semester one was KPMG, two were two others. I got interviewed for all three of them and then I ended up scoring KPMG. And that happened all within like a month. So wow. a month of right guidance and I already ended up having my co-op. So then, yeah, I just went through my co-op, you know, completed my course, started full-time with KPMG. But then I met this one student last year, actually this year, it's not done yet. So in 2019, January, I met this one student And he came through like a common friend. He was like, oh, he's in accounting as well. And he just wants some guidance. Mm -hmm. And when I I was talking to him, he was telling me everything he's doing. And he gave me like this major, major flashback of what I was in those five months when I was struggling to get a co-op. And all the wrong advices that were given to me were being given to him as well. And he was like, people keep telling me this. And then I, people kept telling him, you know, just focus on your permanent residency. You know, you're not going to get a job. They only give jobs to Canadians. Don't waste your time. But he's like, then I look at people like you who have done it. So something tells me that, you know, I can get a job. Maybe I'm just not doing it right. And then when I was just, oh my God, like if somebody like me back then would have 
reached out to another professional and got this guidance, maybe I wouldn't have went through wasting those five months Mm -hmm. or wasting that one year in Canada. And I would have, you know, I would have been more self-aware. So I guided him. I shared as much as I can. I helped him prepare for interview. Ended up having an interview with KPMG. He didn't go through with it, but still he was just so grateful that like he got the guidance and he ended up getting a job later on. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that was sort of, I think, my inspiration moment that when he gave me this flashback of what I was and he was there. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, I am sure there's way, way too many international students in the exact same place who are being told or who are not being guided right. So then uh, that sort of kind of just gave me an idea that I want to share my story, but I just didn't know how to. I thought maybe YouTube. But then I'm like, okay, I don't think so. I can do YouTube. You know, it's a lot of commitment. And mm-hmm. I just need something more personal where I could chat, where I could people could reach out to me as well. And, you know, it's more personal. And then I was active on LinkedIn during that time. And I would just follow, you know, some industry, you know, leaders and just some people. And like, I would come across news there. And then I started coming across a lot of content creators. Like, uh, I don't know if you know him, Swish Goswami. And then with him, for the people he followed, I started coming across all these, you know, young entrepreneurs. And then that sort of kind of changed my perception about LinkedIn. Because before I used to think that LinkedIn is a place for achievers who are achieved, you know, they're the C-suites, they're the experts. And then those are the people who could share, you know, their industry experience or their expertise. When I came across entrepreneurs like him, I was like, okay, like I started seeing people just sharing their journeys and sharing their ideas and their contents. And that sort of gave me a comfort that I can do it too. And Mm -hmm. then it was just one fine day. I was just like, it was a Friday. I was just sitting on my couch and I came across this uh, article from Ruby Wu. She's like this Australian motivational speaker. So she told how she used LinkedIn to create her coaching business. And she just said that, you know, she was nothing. And then she just started showing up on LinkedIn for like 60 days. And within a year, she was able to build herself something. And then that was what she was like when she started posting, she was nothing. And I was like, really? Because when I saw, you know, I I was following her for a while. And Mm -hmm. I used to think that she's been doing this for like years. And, you know, she's done this. That's how she's sharing her experiences on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But when she said that she started as a nothing, I was like, okay, like what is stopping me? So next day, I just opened my phone. I made a video. I just said like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I just want to share my story. I just want to share my story of my struggles as an international student. And let's see where this goes. And I just posted it. Wow. So that's just how it started. Just you, you know, having the courage to take your phone and record the video and just posting it online. And it's a, you highlighted like the trap of thinking that, oh, I cannot do this now because, you know, insert logical reason here. I don't have experience. Exactly. Uh, you know, I don't know what people will think of me and all that stuff. And it's also highlighting the culture that sort of culture change that LinkedIn went through as well in the in the last few years where it was previously when, when I came to know of LinkedIn, it was just a place where I could just sort of 
reach out to you know possible employers you know send in my resume and that's pretty much it yeah and, and and now you have more and more people coming on linkedin sharing their stories and insights and building their brands and becoming leaders mm-hmm. and so you're a great part of that story oh definitely like for, again when i posted that video i actually wasn't still that aware of linkedin like i was just like okay seems like a good platform let's see like i to be very honest when when i made that video i had no idea of what i was going to do mm-hmm. i had no idea of where this i did not have a content strategy or any sort of thing my video i just put my phone on my window slab i was just in my like i was just sitting home i didn't even change or anything and i just i think we recorded it twice because the first video ended up being 5 minutes i'm like okay i don't want to rant so much so let's just get <laughs> for four minutes and under so i think i just sort of finalized on like four minutes and i posted it i didn't even tell anybody i didn't even promote it i posted that video i closed my linkedin and i went on with my weekend it was only at night time before going to bed i opened my linkedin and at that point i had like 100 connections i think so not even more than that and i see my video was almost nearing 900 or 700 views so that was within five or six hours of posting it wow. i had 10 comments from people saying that oh this is a great initiative you should do this all the best we're looking forward to listening to you mm-hmm. and that sort of i think the reaction was sort of something that gave me a green light to move ahead like i'll be very honest i feel like if that video would have <laughs> not gone in this side i would have still done it but maybe i wouldn't have been that inspired as right. that reaction because you know it's just when you're doing something new you're already so afraid and you're mm-hmm. already so intimidated and then you know on the top of that if people don't really react well to it i feel like you know that motivation sort of kind of drops and maybe that's just me like i like to have some kind of validation i guess i think within uh two days of me posting that video that video kind of crossed seven or eight thousand views and then i had so many comments every 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 single comment was positive so wow. i was and just, that's a lot of views for linkedin cuz oh definitely mm-hmm. and plus especially seeing my connections i'm just like you know how are people finding out so that was sort of that made me realize the organic reach of linkedin and how you know the kind of audience we have on linkedin and how people are there to so positively accept information as compared to other social medias i feel like other social medias are for entertainment like if you talk about instagram or facebook mm-hmm. it's more like entertainment people are there to entertain themselves right like it's mm-hmm. some people use it for sharing informative views as well but i feel like the primary reason for somebody to go on instagram or other social media is to entertain themselves to socialize but for linkedin people are coming there to get some information or to like get to know their industries if they're for, that's what they're there for to just like gather some right information my biggest fear of doing all of this was my work cuz i work for a big company and you know i was just i posted it on the weekend so i didn't really go to work right for two days right. i didn't tell anybody that oh i shared something on linkedin today cuz mm-hmm. i was just so intimidated by their reaction so it was only the next day that i showed it to my sister and she's like oh this is good like go ahead and then i shared it with my friends but still nobody at work 
and it was only Monday when I went to work and over that weekend I posted like two more videos so I was just like in the moment of inspiration in my you know mm-hmm. keeping up with my momentum I'm like I'm just gonna share more so I made another video and I shared it on Sunday so I was already two videos in in LinkedIn when I went to work and I was just trying to avoid people. I was like, I don't want to like <laughs> run into anybody. Like I was just so scared of what my management would say. And I ran into one of my partners at work. So they're like our highest rent within our group. Mm. And then she was like, hey, I saw your video. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> like she's just going to tell me you're fired or something. Like, you know, this is against her policies. And then she's just like, great effort. She's like, go ahead with it. She's like, I want to listen more. And I was oh, wow. like, oh, wow. I'm like, okay. I'm like, great. I'm like, I'll share with you whenever I share more. So that day, I think I came across like five or six people who saw that and they were like, oh my God, like we love it. You're so brave. What was I fearing? Like, you know, well, why was I so intimidated? Like everybody was happy that I'm sharing my story. When you haven't done one thing yet, mm-hmm. you're still sort of thinking that okay you know what you know what are are they gonna think you know I I don't know it's cultural thing too as an Indian I'm ingrained to think what are people gonna say yeah I think that's um uh, not just you uh, or not just Indian culture just everybody you know we uh, everybody cares at some level what you know people are gonna say about them and that's a very real fear to have but it also should not stop you from uh, you know posting a video on LinkedIn and that's why it's great that uh, a lot of your your network supported you and they recognize that it takes, you know, some some amount of courage to actually go ahead and do that without really overthinking it too much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I w- I'm so grateful for the kind of people I have in my life because I feel like having those, yeah, I, like I'm a big believer in like you are what you have in your life. Like you are the sum of those five people, you know, as they say, that are closest to you and having that right kind of energy, you know, surrounding you and supporting you. Because again, when you're trying to do something new, when you're trying to venture into something new, you yourself are already so vulnerable and already so doubtful because you're doing something new. Mm-hmm. And when you have external forces sort of telling you, that it's okay we are here we are supporting you i feel like that just kind of gives you that cushion that okay i can do this again at the end of the day it has to come from yourself if you yourself are not 100 percent sure of what you're doing no Mm -hmm. matter how many people tell you that this is right or this is wrong if you sometimes know if it's right or wrong but again having to have that kind of support coming from the i think from the people you know it's more their opinion kind of sort of matters more right for me yeah like because I, they're your, they're in your life right day yeah to day. the opinions that i was more so intimidated by were the opinions of the people who know me and so then coming back to how voice of international students came by when i started sharing on linkedin i was sort of talking about my journey but i was also sort of talking about the whole professional industry approach everything from job searching to how to communicate with clients to how to do networking. So it was still all over the place. Cause again, as I said, when I started posting, I didn't really have a strategy in mind. Like I just knew I want to share what mm-hmm. I think about or what my story was, but I just didn't know a direction to give it to. I knew I wanted to talk about international students cause that I feel like sort of is a part of my identity. Like every right. time that somebody talks about 
you know, who I am here, being an international student is the biggest part of it. Cause that was, that, that was my starting step in Canada, right? Like that mm-hmm. was my first step. So that's my foundation. So I wanted international students to be a part of it. I just wanted a word. So I just felt like, you know, I am one of the voices of all the international students. So that's just how the whole voice of international students came together. Cause I just felt like we need a voice, like we need a platform to be more informed, to be having the right sort of voice, not the ones who are like, you know, this is not the place for you, or this is not going to happen for you. Like having the right sort of voice for yourself and saying, yes, we can do this. Yes, we are in Canada and we can still get jobs and we are not just here for permanent residency and we want to build a career, right? So Mm -hmm. having the right voice and that's just sort of how it all came together. And then everything after that was just, I would say, I just went with the flow. Like I started making videos with that. I started meeting people. People started reaching out. People started asking questions. People started asking me, you know, starting giving me ideas of like, oh, can you make a video on this? Or can you make a video on that? Mm -hmm. So after that, it was just, I was just accepting what people were giving me, what my audience was asking for. And I just started acting on it. I took the first step, but everything that happened after that, it was all like what people gave me or all what LinkedIn gave me. And from that to my first like speaking event that I did in October. So it was a LinkedIn meetup. And mm-hmm. this guy, I met him through LinkedIn. I saw he himself was doing something for international student. His name is Arjun Kashadi and he's making he had this he had this community where he was kind of creating events for people to come together and network and he was focusing on international students so he sort of started hosting events for international students to network together so i met him through linkedin he saw what i was doing for international students and he was like do you want to be a part of my next event and i'm like yeah for sure and that's just how it came together so again that was more of what i got out of linkedin or what people gave me so i i just started offering what i had and everything else started coming to me so i feel like that's just how sort of this whole thing came together i'm still so fresh in it i just started in (laughs) may 2019 so i'm still sort of giving it a direction because i just have so many things in my head and Mm -hmm. it as you one of the things you said it takes a lot of commitment as well because i have a full-time career beside this like this is not what I focus on like I have a full-time career so it's still in progress I never like I think I still have like work in progress in my LinkedIn profile as well because yeah I saw that (laughs) which is which is absolutely fine because it's all about about the journey of uh, getting to wherever you want to be and and what I love, love about what you did is that you sort of had an idea about what the challenges can be for other people in your position and you just put the content out there and then the the main thing about why I think it was successful is because it was adding value to other people's lives and that's why it was so well received by by the international student community just to add to that I feel like also because there's not many who do that exactly there's not <laughs> many who sort of dedicate the space for international students to talk about you know networking or to talk about the professional industry and interviews and resume tips and all of that sort but I just feel like 
we as international students sometimes feel like they, those don't apply to us because we have a different sort of mindset because we feel like that is for the settled down Canadians and we have a different direction because again, everything we do, we still on the back of the head have to keep in mind that is all of this aligning with a permanent residency or like, is this going to help me or am I going to waste my time? And we right. have our own sort of struggles, right? And yeah. so, you know, yeah. they could have that idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it, it, it just adds a bit more authenticity to your, to your profile then. And just because you're not so far ahead, it makes you approachable uh, to everyone who's your audience. And they like hearing what you have to say because a lot of new people are going to the experiences and you're not so far ahead that you've forgotten about what you went through when you started off first yourself. So it's like this, uh, this wonderful sort of niche that you uh, found yourself in when you created that video. So apart from, apart from that journey now, of speaking events now, one you already talked about, and um, I think that there was one or two others. So what, what's the goal uh, with these speaking events that you're going for? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Are you talking about the challenges and offering solutions to students? Uh, what's that about? To give a sort of background for that, I was always a speaker. I think my first stage appearance or a stage performance, I would say, was when I was in, a, when I was in kindergarten. So ever since I was a kid, I've always been on the stage. I've always been with the mic. Like, I was always a debater in high school. I, you know, I sort of took parts in plays. So I've been, I've acted on stage. So I've always been very comfortable around okay. being on the stage and I always loved doing that. Like that was one of the things that was very natural for me. And I was just, it wasn't something that my parents forced me into or something that was sort of like an obligation because of my high school. I was always just like doing it. So I always knew that I want to do something in that speaking you know zone but then again when i came here i always knew that yes i want to you know be a speaker but then what about like i didn't have a purpose or i didn't have a topic mm. so sort of again the whole voice of the international student thing sort of gave me a topic or gave me a thing that i want to talk about and gave me a story that i can share so my plan on going with it is just I sort of fall into two categories. Like I do talk about international students, but I also talk about LinkedIn because I have sort of created a little opportunity for myself using LinkedIn. And I have been able to use LinkedIn to kind of get my end goal of networking, get my end goal of meeting these people and creating events with them and sort of you know, how to use that platform, right? So the last event I did, it was for international students, but in my keynote, I talked about how I use LinkedIn as well. These are the two things I talk about, but I feel like they kind of blend together because I use LinkedIn to sort of start talking about international students. I know for a fact that I want to be a speaker and want to be on the stage with the mic. And I'm just sort of adding to my story with each stuff to be able to share that with more people. Yeah, that's amazing. And I just love the story about how it just uh, sort of came about. And, you know, you're just a girl from India and you came to Canada and then you went, you went to school, figured out what school to go to, figured out a major, landed a job at KPMG, started off with a co-op, made a video it was successful then you spoke at an event it's just uh when you look at it in context from where you started to where you are now 
you've come a very long way and to uh, inspire others and to lead others and to share the, uh, the growth that you've experienced online or personally. That's something that I really um, respect and I appreciate. So continue doing what you're doing. I wish you a lots of success in the future, especially with your speaking gigs. Uh, I'll make sure that I'll be, I'll be there when you, when you do speak. <laughs> oh, definitely more next time. And I think sort of we kind of fell the whole thing, whole part out of it that we both met through LinkedIn as well. Like, oh, yeah, we of, did. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we met at that event and then we connected on LinkedIn and we decided to meet. So I just feel like, again, this now when I put it all into perspective, like this podcast in itself was some opportunity that kind of got created out of LinkedIn as well, right? Like it's exactly. sort of how mm-hmm. all these things, you know, things fall in places and things fall in places for the right reason. But you have to be, I feel like, aware of, sort of aware of like how you use those opportunities. Mm-hmm. But how we take that forth, I feel like it's so much about your mindset, about if you want to do it. Like I could give my blueprint to someone else and they might not be able to follow through or they might be able to outdo what I have done so Mm -hmm. far. I just feel like it's just sort of what you get out of it. And same as you, like, I feel like your story itself is just like some of like where you took everything that happened in your life and, you know, created your book out of it and then coming to this country, to this podcast in itself. Mm -hmm. So I think the mindset coming back, putting it all back together is just makes or breaks what you want to do or where you want to get exactly and you you know you need to have courage commitment and you need to start taking action about things that you want to do or that you think you want to do just to try it out because you know when you're here you you have to try out new things just to see where you land and sometimes that gives you an idea of uh, you know what you not want to do and what you'd rather do instead which is great because you know, when you've tried new things, you've you've gotten more information as to you know what you resonates with you more. Mm-hmm. And I think that you and I have had similar journeys with that. So we're gonna end this podcast soon. So before we sign off, what's one thing from the heart that you want to share with the audience that you think that has helped you the most your time in Canada? Oh, ooh, that's hard. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, one thing, um, the one, two, true thing that kind of helped me do whatever I wanted to do in Canada was my own belief that I'm here for to do more. Like mm. I'm not here to be average. Like I am more than that. And my willingness not to settle. Like, you know, every single time, when somebody tells me, you know, just do it for the sake of it or just settle down for this. I've always been like, no, I know I'm meant for more. I know I can do more. And I only let myself tell me when I want to do more. Like I never let anybody sell me my dreams. So I think my own belief in myself has mm-hmm. something that has not let me give up yet. And I don't think so would ever let me give up or, you know, settle for less. Like, of course, at the end of the day, having the whole support system of having an amazing family to friends to everything is great. But if you don't believe in yourself, then no great support or money or right opportunities would help you get anywhere. So I think my belief in myself is something that has helped me keep 
I would say <laughs> some positive attitude <laughs> with everything that has happened and still keep myself afloat. And I think I can get through this race for sure. I love that. I think that's an amazing quality to have. And so in short, believe in yourselves and get to know who you are beyond the expectations of uh, your parents or, or your friends or, or your colleagues around you. And uh, if you follow, follow that belief and follow that intuition, you might land somewhere where you feel happier and more fulfilled, as I'm sure you are with this uh, LinkedIn journey that you're on. So finally, where can people find you if they want to connect with you on social media? I know you're very responsive um, on LinkedIn and also on Instagram. So if you want to share your, your contacts with the, with the people who are listening to this so that you can reach out to you, ask you questions, uh, now would be a great time to do that. Definitely. So yeah, my primary source where you all could get to know me would be LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. my name is Ramneet Barar. And yeah, I must, so if you search Ramneet Barar, the first line should be senior tax consultant at KPMG. So yeah, LinkedIn is the first place. And then I am on Instagram as well. My handle is talk to Ramneet and it's a public handle. So anybody could follow me and anybody could message me. I'm a little bad at the messages on Instagram, but I'm very much updated on LinkedIn. But also, if you ever come across my face, I'm always in downtown. So just stop by, say hi. I am not an awkward person to talk to. I would end up talking most of the time. So you just have to say hi and then I'll keep chatting. But yeah, if you see me on the streets, yell out and stop me. But then Instagram and LinkedIn, as we are in a digital world, that's where you could reach me and then just say hi and then let's talk. All right, perfect. Thank you so much, Ramrit, for being on this show. I'm very, very grateful that you took the time out to be here. And um, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Moen, for having me. And happy holidays to everybody as well. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this edition of the Grow With Moon podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my show so that you don't miss a future episode. Feel free to leave a rating, a comment. If you want to follow me on social media, my Instagram is the Grow With Moon podcast. Once again, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.